Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 165 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, strategies, and insights for helping us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to today's episode, episode 165, entitled Improving Our Relationship with ourselves. Um, again, I think more the more we continue to work on our self-love, our self-acceptance, our self-compassion, and our ability to think positively about ourselves, um, the more this tends to improve the relationships that we have with others and the relationship that we have with life. And obviously, this is a very complex and multi-faceted area, and I'm only going to be able to touch on on a few elements, um, but I think these are points that can help with continuing to develop a deeper sense of self-acceptance and self-approval and self-lovingness. Um, and, and first things first is, you know, that we are in the process, we're able to have a, for the most part, a general loving and positive regard for ourselves even though there are certain areas of life we, we still consider to be works in progress. Um, but the more positive a platform we can start from, the more, the more likely we are to um, be able to make continued progress in those areas. You know, we're, we're driving ourselves forward in these areas. From a, we, we tend to come up with different solutions. If we're driven from a place of deep-centeredness and self-love, compared to lack, guilt, frustration, and inadequacy. So we're not only attending to <coughs> um, continued commitment to self, um, but we're, we're, we're also very attentive to the place that we're doing that from. Am I, am I doing that from a place of centeredness? So again, um, depending on who you are, exploring spirituality in whatever sense that means for you, a, a sense that you're part of something bigger than yourself. Um, and that may come from more um, traditional focuses or, or from somewhere else. And it may or may not include um, a belief in some sort of God or higher power. But even the fact that we can, we can create experiences where we can genuinely savour and appreciate life. Um, I know for myself, uh, being someone who has had a challenge with chronic anxiety and addiction issues over the course and, and, you know, lack of a sense that I'm enough, lack of deep enough self-love. And I think these things have really deeply impacted some of the relationship dynamics I've had. And, and the upside of those kinds of experiences has made me absolutely voracious to in terms of trying to understand enough about the human condition. Um, but it's very different if you're just continuing to absorb intellectual data rather than 
being able to really kind of get in a cellular level that you you are enough um, and that you do matter and uh, and that you are valuable. So there are certain things that we can engage in consistently that definitely can help those elements. You know, we're very careful. You know, what's my relationship like with food, alcohol, busyness, sex, drugs, um, and am I uh, are those things that are actually keeping me away from a deeper experience of myself? Um, am I surrounding myself with people who want the best for me, who are safe to be vulnerable with? You know, sometimes when we come out of relationships where we've, you know, we've been in very challenging dynamics, one of the things we need to learn is who, who to share what with. Um, because sometimes it's not even that people necessarily have a negative intent for us, but they don't have enough emotional nuance or capacity to um, be able to allow us to be vulnerable in a way that doesn't end up feeling like we get pins stuck in us or we're, we're even more deflated now. You know, you know, maybe we share with people who just go in straight into solution, provision, tell us what to do and rescue, or we do that for others when they share with us. Um, rather than perhaps in the moment what we might need is just simply to be able to be heard, to to um, to be able to speak about what we're doing, or somebody is holding space while we speak through it ourselves. You know, they're holding space so that we can generate solutions rather than straight away going for um, somebody else's advice about what is best for us. Um, and, and then again, you know, if that's some of the way that I've got kind of pseudo self-esteem by always finding people in need, always rushing in to rescue others, then that might be something that I need to start pulling back on and going, well, you know, what do I need? Um, you know, again, we're, and, and, you know, we're challenging those moments where we're driven from guilt rather than from a deep seated sense of centeredness. And how do I, you know, and, and that, again, it's a work in progress. Sometimes I'm going to go back into an automated way of doing things and if I do that, then how can I be compassionate for myself? How do I put the brakes on that? How do I stop, get centered, look at the situation again, think about my, you know, from the perspective of developing a further, deeper, more loving and more intimate relationship with myself first and foremost, then how might I now approach this situation? Because sometimes we can get into a, a kind of a dynamic where we're so reluctant to hurt others, we're so uncomfortable watching others in pain, we're so desperate for approval or to avoid at very least disapproval that we will hurt ourselves at the expense of temporarily avoiding others getting hurt. And it generally tends to backfire even when we do that. So, you know, I will take on the pain so you don't have to. Um, if we play that out long enough, we normally end up creating more pain, both for ourselves and for others, rather than... Um, going, what, first and foremost, what do I need right now in this situation? So we're looking at our self-care. We're committing very, very diligently to our self-care. Do I need to do stretching? Do I need to do yoga? Do I need to do Pilates? Do I need to walk? Do I need to, what's my relationship with foods that help me to feel energized and, and take care of my body? Um, and you know, maybe I'm not as over that as I'd like to be, but how do I work on getting better at that? How do I work on being more consistent? Um, how do I note the kinds of situations and the types of people that give me, um, you know, trigger my amygdala and give me fight, flight responses and stop me in the moment from getting the best 
result when dealing with another person or in order to get out of discomfort and avoid disapproval, I, you know, I give away more, more than I should and then end up later in resentment. Um, so how do I work on, on those kinds of things? What kind of help do I need to seek? So, you know, we're getting good people around us. We're, we're finding the resources that we need um, to help us, as I say, become more um, self-accepting. We're having more awareness that if we're triggered into anxiety or fight-flight-style responses, what helps us to regulate and reset back into ourself as quickly as possible? Um, what's our relationship with our internal dialogue? Do I speak to myself in a compassionate way or do I tear shreds off myself? Um, do I treat myself? I think it was uh, Jordan Peterson in his book, 12 Rules for Life, who talks about, um, you know, uh, treating yourself the way you would treat others, you know? Do I get the same compassion, tolerance, and support that I would give another human being? Do I get the same level of focus as I give to others? You know, if I'm constantly fixated on other people's lives and what they need to do to change and get better, um, well, um, who's working on my life? Because um, they're working on their life and now I'm fixating on their life too. Um, who, who's there for me? Um, so we're getting to that point of kind of going, um, you know, how do I spend more time on myself and the things that I need to do? But, but as I say, from a centered um, uh, a place uh, as possible, um, uh, from a developing a deeper sense of positive regard. Um, and if the types of things that we're doing for self-support aren't quite working well enough, then we're, we're, we're diligent about continuing to explore um, other elements until we find the combinations that we need for our self kind of care. You know, if it's, it's kind of getting to the place where you're, you're approaching your internal life the way you might be as diligent if there was some very obvious restricting physical symptom in your life, you know, um, that, that, uh, uh, that's the kind of, you know, am I as vigorous as that, that I'm doing everything I possibly can to, improve my relationship with myself and improve with my relationship with my life. Why? Because we're with ourselves 24 seven. Um, so our experience of life greatly improves when we change the way we think about, you know, how we do some of the things we do internally and then the external world changes or, you know, as Byron Katie would, would say, um, uh, you know, the problem is often not the world, but the way I see and think about the world, you know, you know um, life's doing, something at the moment and the biggest struggle is the fact that I haven't got to acceptance about that and that that's or you know or or at least a, a place of reservation that goes well I really wish that this situation wasn't happening what's the reality it is and then from there paradoxically I have um, you know more of a place to move so I think um, even if we're looking at some of the developments in neuroscience for example when they talk about the fact that um, uh, when we are in a more positive frame of mind, we have more access, uh, we, we think more clearly, we have more of a capacity for solution orientation than if we're in a triggered, anxious mind, especially for those of us who go blank or really kind of get fixated in tunnel vision down and, and you lose that ability to think bigger picture and more peripherally um, and sometimes very obvious solutions aren't available to us. Um, so as I say, we're working on our relationship with, you know, where we go and what we do when we, we get into fight and flight. We're 
we're in continuing to be um, work on our in our dialogue and our inner critic. As I say, sometimes we we rant at ourselves in a way we would never speak to another human being. So do I speak to myself in a way that I speak to others? Um, you know that 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 might become a, a very significant priority, as well as what do I engage in activities that really make me feel at peace and centered. Um, those those self care tasks, and again, sometimes self care is not about indulgence. Sometimes self care is very repetitive and very 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 boring. But I'm worth it. I'm I'm worth it to do those things. I don't love stretching, but it makes my body feel looser, which in consequence impacts you know as I feel more fluid in my body, I I feel more fluid in my thinking. So I may not enjoy stretching, but if it has a positive impact on me, then I'm committing to doing that for myself. I'm committing to doing the things that I need, not necessarily the things that I want um, when, we, when we kind of really get into mature self-care. Um, again, we're looking at, at the areas of our life that are causing us most distress and are there some things that I can do in those areas um, or go seek you know, good quality advice around tidying some of those things up. You know, if I've got an issue with finances and spending, then, and that brings me stress long term, then who do I need to speak to to help me formulate a plan uh, for, for that? Um, is my home a, and my, you know, a, is my home as in order as it could be? Um, for some people, the kind of sensory environment that they're in is really does impact very deeply. For others, not, not as important. But if you're someone who feels better when things are tidy and straightened out and you know where everything is, then there's a degree of commitment around that. You know, um, that also can be a, a very, very important element. Um, and like I say, you know, that we're, we're really kind of looking to at, um, healthy avenues for self-expression, healthy healthy pastimes outside of the way we make money per se. You know, what, what, you know, and I'm engaging, as I say, it's very, very important that we are really quite selective about the people that we, we spend our time with. Um, why? Because we're worth it. You know, we're, we're, not, um, we're, not, we're not around people who don't always actually want the best for us um, or make us feel guilty or terrible all the time. Um, that's that's not really going to be conducive to to having long-term healthy life. People who make us feel doubtful about ourselves, you know, and there's a difference between people who, I think there's, very, there's a big difference if we're talking about people who want the best for us and they're challenging us in healthy and productive ways and non-shaming ways and not offering unsolicited advice, um, but holding us to account, but letting, you know, and how do we develop again a deeper sense of self-responsibility and self-accountability because that ultimately paradoxically leads to more um, freedom and a more positive experience of self. Um, and that, that too is the irony that some structure um, actually leads to a, a capacity for, for more of a sense of freedom. Um, that, you know, avoiding responsibility in all forms doesn't do anything but actually long-term make us feel worse about self. Um, so how do I pick up the slack in my life? How do I identify it? And not in a, in a punishing, belittling way, but, but as I say, if I'm not doing enough around my self-care, if I'm not as 
you know, mindful or across my finances as I could be. Um, I'm not bringing my best self to my workplace. Um, I'm engaging in recreational activities that, uh, you know, put me at some degree of harm in the, in the long term. Um, then these may be things to consider making uh, adjustments to um, as we commit more to that central process of, you know, how do I, how do I have a, how do I continue to improve my experience with myself? How do I can continue to develop my uh, experience of self-relating? So I think there's a number of, of um, and there's, there's some amazing sort of resource in and around um, uh, some of these sort of elements and finding the kind of resource that really kind of resonates with us because there are a lot of ways to go about improving your life and some will suit you and some won't and that's sometimes the element to trying certain things on. And also that probably the last thing I want to say in this episode is, again, being very careful about our comparisons. Um, you know, if I'm comparing myself to people I see on social media, well, it's only a very small snapshot. It's sometimes a very um, calculated snapshot. Um, and uh, again, I think um, if we take from Jordan Peterson's kind of 12 rules of life, um, then I think one of his statements is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. And I think that's, that's again, as we continue from a place of positive self-regard and as much peace and centeredness as we can as we're moving and we're setting that intention to continue to develop a deeper and, and, and um, more cherished relationship with self, comparing myself today to where I am today, am I making small progress because again small steps really build up to something dramatically significant over time and then what do I want for myself tomorrow what, what will what will that be like um, and, I, and I think there's astounding merit and reward um, if we continue to really prioritize ourselves um, in really loving and wonderful ways so there we go there's episode 165 um, improving our relationship with ourselves. As I say, deep issue. Um, I very much uh, resonate with the work of uh, Byron Katie. Um, again, I think um, who's got a number of, you know, you can definitely find uh, some of her work on YouTube and her, her work, ironically, is called The Work. Um, I think Jordan Peterson um, has some, in things like his book, 12 Rules for Life, has some really um, simple, but but not underestimating, simple does not necessarily mean that it, that it isn't highly impactive and, um, and dramatic in its impact. It's just, it, but, but its application uh, that with consistency, you know, it's powerful. It might be simple, but it, but it can be powerful if done from the right frame of mind. Um, and, and there are many... Um, other resources, Growing Yourself Up by Jenny Brown is another one about developmental maturity. Um, there are a mountain uh, of, of, of resources to use as we continue to um, work on, you know, being more consistent in holding ourselves with deep, loving, positive regard. So thank you very much. That's episode 165. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, for those who've been listening along um, for some period of time, my profoundest gratitude. If you've just joined us, thank you. Welcome. If you'd like to 
uh, continue to support the program, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a review as it makes it easier for others to find this kind of material. Um, and uh, really hope that you explore some of the other episodes on the Sean Healy Tool Series. And we are also, the show is also available on Stitcher, Podbean, and other podcast mediums, as well as at the website emergencetraining.com.au. So I hope this is another resource in really helping you have the best quality life and relationships that you can. And as always, on your journey, I wish you um, every love and success. And until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.